I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Hey, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 34. So uh, this is the part two, the continuation of my conversation with Gertrude Gammon, um, amazing woman of God. She shared the gospel with an African king. She translated, um, helped in the effort to translate a concordance into the Zulu language, um, and really just an incredible person to talk to. And so, and I was just thinking as a forward to this podcast and the rest of the conversation I I think I've just been thinking about um, my conversation with Gertrude and I think there's a lot of things that stand out and I think sometimes that it's hard it was hard for me to understand at first was how can she say these things and like be so confident in like what she's saying I think sometimes I would just ask a question and there was no hesitation on what she would say and and I think I see the same thing almost with the people I work with when um, the people have been around in my office for a long time and um, they really know their thing. And when you ask them the question, they're confidently, they say it, this is the way it's done. And there's, when they say that though, there's a hundred different assumptions and implications that they've made behind the scenes without you knowing and they're not even aware of it themselves because they have done this so many times and they know from their own realizations their own mistakes um from the past that and that's how they come to conclusion what they're doing now and i and though they're just not thought about when you're older and the same thing goes for being a christian i would say like an older christian from their experience and all they've known Um, is when their mistakes that they made and realizations that they made in the past and the struggles that they had. And when you look back and reflect, um, it's almost you imply those things and you you forget about those uh, struggles and other experiences because all you know at this point is trusting God. So why would I wrestle with that, you know? And I think that's sometimes the way Gertrude can sound like when when she says something like, this is the way it is because she has wrestled with it and in her past and um, that now she, all she knows is trusting God and so I think that's an amazing thing just to hold up to and want to aspire to be of uh, a person that just takes God at his word and loves that so so the emphasis on this second part is being a woman who trusts God so that will be kind of the majority of our conversation is what does it mean for a biblical woman to follow God and just the struggles that come along with that and Gertrude is on the precipice of eternity and I would get glimpses of that as she would talk and she would just spark up and it's amazing to see that she knows God because of what Christ has done and she's confident in that and it just brings us closer to eternity and just realizing how fast this life goes by so it's a really good thing and I hope you enjoy the rest of this conversation. Okay, so I'm going to change um, gears here, and I'm going to kind of focus on um, the second part, the, like part two. Want to be on the woman listening to this, and I think 
there, it's a really cool thing, just the way discipleship works, for older women to pour into younger women. And you see that example in like Titus 2. And yeah, it's a very, very helpful thing and for older men to pour, pour into younger men. Um, but I want to spend this time to focus on what it means to be a woman who trusts in God. So um, to start, I think I want to ask you, um, what person has influenced your life a lot? Um, yeah, How, who has poured into you? Who has been some of the most influential people in your life? Well, I guess it must have been Miss Tori when she told us the way to heaven. Yeah. Oh my, my, and she told us what to do. Uh huh. To pray, to read the Bible. Uh huh. Yeah, and um. So I think I forgot to ask this at the very beginning uh, when we first started talking about it. But your husband, what, what was his name? His name was Theodore. Theodore, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, when did you guys get married? Well, when the British warship, I mean, the Russian MiGs, the fighter planes, came over from Cuba to Angola where he was born. Mm -hmm. His father had come from England and his mother from Buffalo. And they were missionaries there. Then the white people were evacuated to the south, and uh, uh, so that was at that time. Okay. How old were you? Uh, well, uh, well, let's see. I was 28 when, oh, when we got married? Sure, I yeah. was 58, and he was 60. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yep. So um, just continuing on this, thinking about um, your life, what advice would you give to someone who's in their 20s or 30s and they're thinking about just they're asking themselves I, how can I serve God what 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 advice would you tell that person pray without ceasing and find out where there's need uh-huh when at that prayer meeting I heard that there was need in South Africa for teachers hmm. and the Lord that may be able to do that sort of and uh, so, and he guides us. Oh my, the Holy Spirit. The Lord told us he was going to leave so that he could, mm -hmm. we would have the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us. And he guides us to know just what Yes. And we can know his guidance yes. um, through when you have multiple Christians speaking into your life of like, it's not just me, but like someone else that's filled with the Holy Spirit and just reading the Bible is also saying like, yes, I, I think um, that is something that is good and um, of the Lord. And continuing, if you had to choose a life verse, a motto, or a statement that would just summarize um, that your life, that it's inspired you, what, what verse would that be? Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Huh. Why would you say that verse? Because that wakes us up. Think of it, why some people don't even know the Lord. Yes, yeah. And, and the Bible says, awake to righteousness and tell them. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a really cool because uh, you're a vibrant person. And when the word of God, when, when God wakes you up, when you're slumbering in the corner and he comes in and he wakes you up, 
you're awake. Yeah. You know, you're not sleeping. You're t- new. You're you're engaging with life. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a great verse. Um, when you look to so you mentioned Matthew six earlier when we were talking about earlier in Africa, uh, Mass- Matthew six thirty three. Um, when that was really a comfort to you, when you're like, you know, what will I wear? What will I eat? And that verse, Jesus specifically says that. And I think for me, I'm speaking to myself, this is something that I will worry about um, in general. Like, I am I can be an anxious person. And I think for people listening also, there's questions of when you're younger, what will I eat? What will I wear? What will people think about me? Who will I marry? Like, all these questions are, they're very, um, can drive a lot of angst and anxiety. And so... Uh, what else would you say to a person who is facing this? And yeah, and you know, Jesus, when he says it, he's like, um, don't worry about it, for even the Gentiles worry about these things, you know? And so I don't, do you have anything to say on that? Be anxious for nothing. Yes. Rest in the Lord. Okay. And he'll take care of it. Yeah. Is there any ways that you help yourself rest in the Lord? Um, because those truths are true, like Isaiah forty-one ten, um, and Philippians four. Like those are yeah. all these are true. Um, how do you get that into you? How do you believe that? Reading the Bible. Uh huh. And that does it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were coming back, was there ever a hard the transition between Africa to living here? Was that difficult at all? Well, it's very different, sure. but uh, just thankful to be anywhere to make the gospel known. Yeah. That's our work. Yeah. Our joy. Yeah. And no matter where you are, I mean, if oh, you're, yeah. you're in South Africa or you're in Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> um, so, and so something I, I thought was interesting, you got married at 56, 58? Okay, how that, what, because um, I don't, that's not maybe typical. What, what, why did you want to get married at 58? Because that's when the Lord guided to. Uh-huh. And I could see why it didn't before, because how would the concordance ever got gone? That was yes. like 22 years. Amazing. And, yeah, see? And, okay, so I just want to back up and talk about that for people listening is that you simply took God at his word and you believe that of course it's true <laughs> yes and you you had no no doubt that I was like oh this is where I'm supposed to be and um so I think that's a, the perfect model of what it means to trust God yeah, just follow along that's yeah fine. very simple yeah and I mean did you ever wrestle with that no. like no never wrestled with that and I guess the reason you would say it was because you took yourself to God every day, right? Uh-huh. Um, so what, what what is your devotional life like? What do you do to meet with God and spend quiet time? What, what's your, um, yeah, routine? First, I pray and ask Him to help me understand it. And then I read as much as I can. Mm-hmm. How much is that? Well five times a year and 
Just whenever you're free. Okay. Like five times a year you read through the entire Bible? Yes. Wow. So let me do some quick math. 15 chapters a day is what it takes to read the Bible in 90 days, which is three months. So three, six. So that's at least 20 chapters a day. I read in the Lord's Day. I read all day long. Huh. I mean, that that is something... Um, it's amazing. Well, it's a blessing. <laughs> do you do you just like um, does that just fill your heart with so much joy? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I mean, it's it's cool because I just look at your life and you're just so much. Um, there's so much hope and so much glory that's come. So much happiness that you have coming to the end of your life. I mean, um, just I mean, you're 98 and um, your your time is short. I mean, Paul says. My life is being poured out, and the word he uses for being poured out is actually the same word you would use if you're tying off a boat, like a boat is going somewhere, and and not it's not that it's over, but you're going to a new destination, and you can and that's a really um, a glorious thing when in your life, you know I've talked to other people in nursing homes at the end of the life, and I don't think there's much compared to meeting a, a Christian that is confident mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, isn't that just a blessing? I mean, how, how do you, um, yeah, when you, when you think about your end, um, how do you think about it when you think about heaven? What, how does that stir your heart? Well, we realize that we are pilgrims and strangers here. Uh-huh. Our home is in heaven, and we're just on the way to our home. Real home. Yeah, real home. Yeah. So, this place was never meant to be our home. No. So, love um, not the world. Yeah. How do I not love this world? What are things I could do? How do I not love the world, but like live for that, the true world to come? How do I do that? Yeah, well, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Mm-hmm. Don't love them. Just set your affection on things that are above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and does that mean we, like, don't, you know, buy things? We don't, how do, how, how do I not set my hope in the things around me? Because we still have to do things in the world, you know? How do I, I still have to go to the store and buy food. Just don't love, love it. Uh-huh, yeah. So, and you can, yeah, by not putting your ultimate hope and satisfaction in those things, you know? It's like I'm still going to, um, you know, you can you still have to maybe work a job, but you shouldn't put your ultimate hope in that because that job, you're not going to work that job in heaven. I mean, there'll be work in heaven. We'll be doing things, right? I mean, the Bible says that there'll be a new heaven and new earth. And yes. work wasn't inherently evil. So we'll be doing things, but because when we don't put our ultimate hope in things, that's a way we can live and not the Lord. And look to the, look to God. Yeah, um, we look through a glass darkly. You know, it's like we, yeah. we can't see it we, we, perfectly. And I think for me, if, um, I just stumble and fall so much of knowing that I, because um, I, I lose sight of who God is. Mm-hmm. And if when I lose sight, well, how do how have other people in your life brought you back to God? 
has there ever been a time when you lost sight of who God is? Or do you feel like... Um, no. No? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Uh-huh. Old things are passed away. All things are yeah. become new. Um, and mm-hmm. if we then were risen with Christ, if we then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above the Bible, bringing people to the Lord, yeah. so they'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to talk about too about your spiritual disciplines. Are there any other spiritual disciplines that you have in your life? Um, like, sorry, for example, like, do you practice scripture memory? Yes. Do you? Okay. Well, how does how does that work in your life? Well, it helps me. <laughs> like, what, what do you, is, well, it, do you use this Well, it's very helpful when I have to. Yeah. I was keeping the car battery up, and I had to do it for 10 minutes. Well, I did Psalm 23, uh-huh. Psalm 1, uh-huh. and the first part of uh, the Gospel of John. And now I'm learning Hebrews 2. Mm-hmm. And I can do that while I... Sometimes we go out and wait for the dining room to open while you can be memorizing them. Yeah, so you're just running these through yourself all the time, right? Okay. I mean, I think that's a... <laughs> I, I, when I've grown in this, it's, it's something that's secure. No one else can take that away from no. you, no matter where you're at. You know, you could be in jail somewhere or you could be um like, like you Paul, said look at like Paul. Paul and look at yeah he stored it in his heart and you could be at I don't know the drive through or um waiting in line somewhere and you can just run these in your head um yeah that's really cool is there anything you would like to ask me i guess <laughs> the, the address on for my nephew's smartphone for this okay i'll write that down <laughs> Um, what's your nephew's name? David. David. Right out of the Bible. His okay. brother's name is Samuel. Okay. Because he was after the Lord. Okay. <laughs> David and Samuel. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've really... David drew that. Oh, he drew this? Yep. It's a, this is a sweet bird. That's really good. Hmm. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed this time. Oh, well, I did able too. To I mean, look. I mean, I just look around the room here. There's some really cool pictures. This clock in the shape of Africa. This hummingbird <laughs> photo. Um, it's just really charming. <laughs> so I know I've enjoyed talking to you. Well, thank you for coming. And I think there's just so many times when you're just sharing that I was just blown away. Um, not because you're an awesome person. No, no. But because... The Lord is. Yes. That's it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's like if we boast in anything, we're going to boast in what God's done. And um, whether that's through our weakness, um, you know, it's like God loves to, to shine through broken vessels. Oh, yes. Um, so, I guess, is there any closing comments you'd like to make? Any encouragement that you would like to tell someone? Um just read the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Tell people the way to heaven. Yeah, yeah. No greater joy. Yeah. If if I had to summarize Gertrude's life, I would say it is take God at his word and believe that. Love it and believe it. 
because it's it's just true and <laughs> it fills your heart with joy. I mean, there's a really cool other picture over here. Um, it's it's from Africa. I can tell this one that says, "Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm meek and lowly." So, where did that picture come from? Well, there were some missionaries out there, and she drew those mountains in the background, and so I just put the rest of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Do you ever go to sleep and you just start dreaming about the mountains back do in I Africa? Ever, do I what? Dream about the mountains in Africa? Do I dream about them? Yeah. Do you I ever... dream about the people, no yeah. mountains. Okay. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You you think about the people that you've had conversations with in the past. Oh, yeah. Really. Okay. That's cool. All right. So. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you for coming and all your encouragement. Yeah, I mean, you've encouraged me a lot. I want to encourage you um, and praise God for what he's done. So at the end of every episode, we like to say, and that's how you trust God, bro. Since that's the name of the podcast, Trust God, Bro. Trust God. Trust God, bro. Like as in brother, but shortened. And so we're, we like to say it together. So, um, like, I'm going to count us down, like, three, two, one, and we can both say, and that's how you trust God, bro. Okay? Oh. Do you think you can do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, you ready? Three. And that's how you trust God, bro.